Rolling. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. And that's according to Benjamin Franklin. Today on the Catch the Sky podcast, we are going to inform our audience about matters of free speech related to social media platforms censoring its citizens, i.e. Donald Trump, Alex Jones. As always, it is safe and sweet tea, bringing you weekly informative topics to ponder This affects all of us, as you, the listeners out there, could disappear from social media. And advocates out there everywhere, free speech advocates, please take heed. And even in a previous episode a couple weeks back, Basil Bergen is being prosecuted for sharing a Facebook post. But more importantly, we today we're going to specifically talk about free speech, who has it, who controls it, the implications of private companies censoring individuals, otherwise known as cancel culture, and how this could impact you as an employee in the private sector. We're now free to speak freely. T, good evening, my friend. What's up, bitches? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking freely. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You are absolutely correct, though. I actually had a friend whose Facebook profile was completely deleted they ended up pleading with the company to recover it because there were years worth of information and photographs that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to recover so i'm happy that that worked out in their benefit but there are others out there as you mentioned that are not so lucky can you yell fire in a crowded building that is the age-old free speech question And you can't because that could potentially hurt someone or harm someone. So the idea is, can you advocate or overthrow the government or advocates violence without consequences? So when is speech incitement is such an important part? And I think what people fail to understand is that private companies have online policies that all of you sign a legal agreement with any platform you download. And when you sign that agreement, you're agreeing to abide by their policies and they have standards and community, community standards. And if you violate those, you get kicked off. It's that easy. Why is that so difficult to understand? I guess everybody thinks that their opinion should not be censored. So everybody can make the argument that whatever they're sharing is just their opinion and therefore should be free from any sort of backlash or prosecution or any incitement that those words might bring. I believe you are, as long as you're not dealing with the corporation or a private company, because the First Amendment, your freedom of speech, applies specifically to the government censoring your speech. So the government can't, cannot censor you. Public officials 
they can't sue either for defamation. So a great example of that is Jerry Falwell, Hustler Magazine, dramatized in The People versus Larry Flint, played by Woody Harrelson, who's now a 5G conspiracist, by the way. Wonderful. <laughs> Other examples, New York Times versus Sullivan. That's a key decision for a free press. So the press has that freedom to to share information. And, and in this situation, Sullivan was a police commissioner of Montgomery, Alabama, who was accused of mistreating civil rights protesters, specifically Martin Luther King and and you know those radicals, those awful people. Apparently, according to Sullivan, well, they're Antifa. And Sullivan took exception. <laughs> yeah, they're today's Antifa. What is Antifa? Oh, we don't we don't like Nazis. We're gonna go punch Nazis. That doesn't sound like a bad thing, is it? Is is are, do Nazis have rights? Yes, they do, but they also have the right to get punched in the face by Antifa. But then that's a crime. It is a crime. And we, we don't want it to come to that. So, and then that's the thing is that who's held accountable when you incite violence. So if protesters are entering, a, entering the Capitol with the intent to harm, that's when incitement is occurring. And then you're, you're saying, what is it that provoked those protesters to do that? And some are saying it's Donald Trump and others are saying, no, they did that on their own free volition. But that is, but it's because of that, that's why the internet reacted and said, you know what, Mr. Trump, we're sorry, but we're going to have to pull your, 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 your card here. It's over. You're canceled. Well, according to Donald Trump, he isn't canceled. He just set up the office of the former president today. (laughs) That is, that is the equivalent of. A participation trophy, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> An office that never existed. Here you go, everybody. Here's your trophy. <laughs> He's everybody the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fucking God. He He's the best in violating online policies set by Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, and, and YouTube. <laughs> you got he that didn't straight. need Twitter. He doesn't need Twitter. He has the, the press corps. And he could have used the power of the White House, but he chose not to. He chose to use private platforms, which this is where it gets tricky now, T, because future politicians and other public officials are going to want to continue to do that. Obama famously gave up his BlackBerry and not and didn't do this. So there was that was where we were technologically. He was almost there. Trump was like full in on Twitter and when he started banning people from his Twitter, the Supreme Court ruled that he couldn't do that because that was considered public space, even though it was a private Twitter account. So this is where it gets muddled. And ultimately, the private the private sector is replacing the public square. And that's where this gets dangerous. Mm-hmm. Who controls who says what? Is Twitter now going to be the one that decides what is good and evil in society and what is allowed to be said and what could potentially be interpreted as harmful? They try to avoid responsibility for their platforms and they have laws protecting them, including Section 230 of the 1996 Telecommunications Act, pushed by a Republican Congress, Newt Gingrich, don't forget. And his southern strategy, don't forget. 
but also signed into law by Bill Clinton. And this is the famous link to Al Gore saying he invented the internet, right? And so this is where all these things kind of come together. But these companies, they have immunity of harmful speech shared on their platform despite companies publishing it, you know? And so they have a challenge to regulate massive amounts of content. And it is no small feat. I've heard the job of regulating that content is very depressing, that you see so much horrible things and <laughs> read so much horrible shit. You probably see a lot of dongs. <laughs> there is, this is, this is true, that the people who actually do this job suffer from depression. <laughs> I avoid most of the back end of the internet. I, I keep it pretty even with my internet search. I mean, I occasionally go to X Hamster, you know, and I'll... Yeah, we like to keep it on the front end, just dongs (laughs) and vaginas. (laughs) You know, nothing wrong with that. Very simple, just (laughs) just a proper (laughs) gangbang. Come on somebody's tits and I'm out of here. Jesus Christ. I'm sure Dick would be having a field day with us right now for making these comments. (laughs) Dick loves us. And Dick's coming soon, everybody. We got Dick coming. (laughs) We got Dick coming. (laughs) Yes. But when you sign up, so I did this this weekend. I was hanging out at the Kava Bar in downtown Phoenix. And shout out to the Kava Bar for hooking me up with the party pack to go. I'm sipping on it right now. I'm feeling good. But they announced they were like, everybody download Clover. And if you're on Clover, make sure you check in and you'll get a free drink without. This is a $10 drink tea. I didn't. I didn't. I just downloaded it. I didn't care. I I got under their Wi-Fi, even though it was unprotected. And I put myself in harm's way signing agreements. I have no idea what this Clover app is doing. These people are searching through my phone. I deleted it finally today, but they had a week to go through my shit. (laughs) All of this for $10. I've done more for less, believe me. (laughs) (laughs) But if you violate those policies, so Airbnb maybe took it a different step. So they actually went ahead and said, you know what? If you're racist, we're going to ban you from our platform. But it's no, is that equivalent to no shoes, no shirt, no service? If you have abhorrent views, if you're an objectionable human being, can a social media company decide who they want to serve? And I guess I'm thinking about gay people wanting a cake. And if the Supreme Court says that if I'm a baker and I don't want to bake gay people cakes and that's my right, then I think that Twitter, Facebook, and all these other companies have that right too. So go fucking find another baker. And they're doing that. They're going to Parler. They're going to other external websites. I can't even name half of these new websites. And even then, they're getting shut down by Amazon as a host server. (laughs) Because then it comes down to people wanting to use it on their mobile platform. And then you realize, oh, there's really only two or three platforms that I can use. Where do people get their apps from, Safe? I'm an Android user, so I go to the Android store, the Google store. I'm an Apple user, so I go to the App Store on my iPhone. There's only those two places, maybe a handful of others on different devices 
that you can get apps. So if Apple and Android decide that they don't want to host these new apps, then are they the ones that are ultimately in control? Sure, Twitter can go ahead and exist on a desktop-only platform, but how far is it going to get in today's mobile society? Mm -hmm. I find this comical to a degree, or ironical. And I say that because any efforts, so that the Telecommunications Act of 1996 really helped to embolden monopolies over the internet. And it has become just that. We've allowed these monopolies to happen. We've chosen not to regulate. I use the word regulate purposely because whenever you bring up the idea of regulations, they're, they have purposely targeted this word over time as a bad word. Regulations are bad. Regulations hurt jobs. Regulations hurt economic growth. Okay, so now you've allowed monopolies to prevail. And you've created these giant media empires and allowed them. The FCC has allowed this. And a lot of this is on the watch of the Republican or conservative conservative act. Like they're huge proponents of for fuck's sake, dog. <laughs> Conservatives are huge advocates against regulations. Trump proudly claimed as he's in his final speech before he got on the helicopter with YMCA blaring that we got rid of a lot of regulations. And everybody's pissed off that Joe Biden added some more regulations back on, particularly around the Keystone Pipeline. Because we don't care about native land and the destruction of their land. Either way. Other facets. Ronald Reagan was big in getting rid of the Fairness Doctrine, which required that you gave equal time to an opposing view. They didn't want that. So they got rid of that. And then you saw conservative right-wing radio dominate the landscape, the cultural landscape dominated by AM shock jocks because of things like the fairness doctrine and the promotion and of promotion of monopoly. So to me, this is corporate chickens coming home to roost. This is something you wanted. Citizens United, corporations are people. Corporations can engage in free speech. Okay. Five to four Supreme Court ruling. All five justices appointed by Republicans. The four opposed liberal justices. So I just find this all ironical. And yes, ironical is a word. The part that doesn't make sense to me about all that is that if corporations are considered citizens or people, then why don't the people that make up those corporations get a voice within those corporations? Right? That seems like an interesting double standard. The corporation can speak about what's going on in the political world, but the individuals that make up that corporation cannot speak about it while at work. And they can be fired. Yeah. And it could potentially impact their daily work environment. We're talking about minimum wage laws being increased and things of that nature. This affects people. And you're telling them that they're not allowed to discuss it at the place where that might affect them. So this is a good form of union busting or keeping unions from forming. Right. We need a union expert on here. 
Because if if <laughs> we really do, where's our? We need a. We need a. We're we're looking for union folks to come on. <laughs> if you want to join us on the Catch This Guy podcast? No, if you get dismissed for something, for if you make a flippant comment, if you make a racist comment, a trans transphobic comment, and you can be fired for that, right? Should you be fired for that? I would say again, it depends on what context you made that comment in. I, I think there's the context is so important. But your employer can dismiss you. And often that's because you probably work in a state that's right to work and has no union representation, which is, again, the capitalist corporate chickens coming home to roost. So this whole thing is just riddled with irony. And people can be dismissed now. And I don't necessarily think like when it comes to cancel culture, I will say the whole idea of being fired for something you say externally, maybe on social media that might go a bit far. I think, you know, you should be able to separate what you do outside of your work. But if you don't want, if you are against having workers' rights, then fuck you. <laughs> like, you have no say in the matter. Like, you're crying foul, but you're unwilling to give workers a, a voice. You're unwilling to regulate these major media companies. You deserve everything you get. I'm glad you're being banned from the platform. I find it actually comical. I agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's there's a lot. Donald to Trump has done so many things during his brief time as president, and one of those things is really exposing us to things that we didn't know existed, and giving a voice to people we didn't know existed. And I keep questioning whether or not I like I. If you want to be racist, if you want to say racist things, I believe you're entitled to do that. I believe you have that freedom to say those things. But I think when you, if you engage in that type of behavior in your work or as a public person, or you're a representative of maybe you're a state legislature, maybe you're a a state senator, maybe a city council member, maybe a school board member, then I think you you have a higher standard to uphold. And I think people are right to demand that if you're going to represent a broad swath of people, that you need to act appropriately. I don't think that's too much to ask. But it seems in some districts, a majority of those people feel that their representative should be able to voice views that we we believe to be egregious and out of bounds. And I wish people could be more understanding of each other and we didn't have to get into shouting matches and that we could discuss these things rationally. Unfortunately, we hate, we're not quite there yet, but we're we're working at it. This is an incredible experiment this thing called democracy that is of course if you believe your history books because even then when it gets into this battle of misinformation and and what you believe you're you're fighting over the narratives of what happened post-civil war jim crow it goes into the realm of science whether the earth is seven million years old or five thousand years old Relating that to the Scopes trial, the state of Tennessee versus John Scopes, or the Scopes monkey trial, otherwise known, whether we can teach evolution in the classroom. That goes even further, 
even if di- people actually believe dinosaurs are not real. But maybe we're wrong, T. Maybe dinosaurs aren't real. I don't know. More comically, the argument and the debate over whether Pluto is a planet, it's technically a dwarf planet. There are three criteria that need to be met to be a planet, and Pluto no longer meets that. Pluto's just getting dunked on. Like, leave the fucking <laughs> planet alone, goddammit. <laughs> it's a dwarf planet. It's, it's called a dwarf, not a midget planet, right? Because you can't say midget. Pluto is always <laughs> going to be a planet in my eyes, bitch. I believe there's a t-shirt that says, when I was a kid, Pluto was a real planet. <laughs> I'm a fan. Yeah. See, we need shirts like that. Creative stuff for the Catch the Sky podcast. But I'm thinking of other examples. I can think of some stuff here locally in Arizona where high schools in the northwest uh, part of Arizona, it's like the Glendale, Peoria area, we're, we're fighting, I think Cactus High School specifically, we're fighting over Huckleberry Finn and whether or not that should be allowed to be taught in the classroom. And so you'll have people object because the N-word is in that book. Again, not understanding who not understanding any of the context, not understanding who Mark Twain is or, or any of that. And so, again, reasonably so. If people are uninformed, then they're going to think irrationally. The Vagina Monologues, Ava Ensler's play, beautiful play, beautiful book. There was a state senator. Her name was Linda Gray, and she sought to withhold funding from Arizona State University because ASU allowed the production of vagina monologues to occur. Linda Gray, a conservative Republican, right? Uh, the Tucson Unified School District, teaching Mexican-American studies. As a result, books have been banned. I'm surprised they haven't burned those books, but Pedagogy of the Oppressed by Apollo Freire, Critical Race Theory, which I know some friends really hate critical race theory, <laughs> but books like Rethinking Columbus. So again, you're getting into these narratives and battles, Civil War history, whether we should take these statues down. What about the Battle of Fruit the context Farms? of... <laughs> <laughs> the Battle of Shroot Farms, yeah. Cancel culture is running rampant. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm okay with, you can keep all your monuments up. Just put proper context. Just note that what are the Daughters of the Confederacy put those monuments up as a way to solidify Jim Crow forever. That... You know, understand that Andrew Johnson was impeached because he was a fucking racist. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just making and making sure you're getting the appropriate historical context to understand how these things came to be, and that people were allowed to be discriminated against for housing, for jobs, for voting, <laughs> and that this is why we don't do those things anymore. This may have been acceptable at one time historically, but it no longer is. And this is why. Isn't why Kaepernick that, took a fucking knee. So isn't that how we learn? At some point, don't we have to grow? Jesus Christ, we're just getting Christopher Columbus sorted out now, 400, 500, 600 years later. Like, what? <laughs> How long is it going to take for us to get our shit together? I don't think people even understand the origins of how that holiday came to be. And again, that's the, that's the historical context that's missing. 
People just needed a day off of work. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 even here in the state of Arizona, we did not want to honor and celebrate Martin Luther King Day as a holiday. And as a result, the NFL took away the Super Bowl that we were going to host, which was Super Bowl 25, Giants v. Buffalo. <laughs> the Scott Norwood. You imagine a 47-yard field goal. Who knows? Like the That outcome of that game could have been significantly different. Like Buffalo could be a Super Bowl winner. If Arizona had just been like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll celebrate Martin Luther King. But the idea of the NFL as a corporation taking something away from Arizona because of their actions, their perceived racist actions, this is nothing new. Like everybody wants to cry censorship and, and this, and this has just been going on forever. Like Roseanne Barr got, got kicked off of ABC. Like Bill Maher, when... He made some comments post 9-11. He got kicked off HBO. The Dixie Chicks spoke out against the war in Iraq, and, and they were they were censored. Real quick before I comment on the Dixie Chicks, <laughs> Martin Luther King Day is in honor of Martin Luther King's birthday, and the only other people in U.S. history, I believe, who have that honor are Washington and Lincoln, who... Mm. got ripped off and they combined it into president's day now, which is a bunch of bullshit, but correct me if I'm wrong. I think those are the only three. I'm a fan of more holidays. So if we can get Harriet Tubman day, I know we're getting around the $20 bill, but there are so many wonderful people that are part of our collective history that deserve a statue too. And it's the chicks and <laughs> back to the chicks again yeah there's no dixie anymore they got banned they got straight up freaking kicked off their label they were ostracized they were naked on the cover of rolling stones and they don't give a fuck can't cancel them <laughs> but they dropped the word dixie from their name because they realized the historical disrespect that was behind the word. Mm. Bring us home. T. I'm going to bring us home. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what we're... What we're <laughs> I want to leave that in. <laughs> you you got to be you got to be mindful. You got to be respect. I just you got to just be self-conscious. Like be aware. You know, have the courage to to work towards creating an environment that's that helps facilitate constructive dialogue. Ask questions. Like I've have compassion for others and and yourself as well. Otherwise, you're going to end up like you're going to become viral like Amy Cooper where you're in Central Park and you're calling the police because your dog's off the leash and you're going to be like, oh, there's a black man here and he's threatening me when he's clearly not. You're going to lose your fucking job. Like, don't don't be that person. Don't be Tamara Harrion, who was here in, in Arizona and she got slapped by Karina Rodriguez when she was just being a racist bitch. And she was just a horrible don't. And don't be surprised when you're caught on camera being an asshole. That you lose your job as a result. 
And so I think you just got to be mindful of that. That's all. But we've, we've talked about free speech. We've talked about government and private company censorship and how this could even affect you at work. Yeah. Because you don't give a shit about unions. <laughs> you deserve to be fired. <laughs> but I, I think for me, though, T, here's the thing that kills me the most is that people talk. They throw 1984 around George Orwell. And that was a novel specifically warning about the dangers of a government committed to warfare. And if you look at censorship, government censorship of speech and press and media, it is consistently where they're, they're not showing you the full story about what the United States is doing militarily. And anytime you question that, you're called unpatriotic. And that is the dangerous speech to me. Oh, I'm familiar. Nixon did it. Bush did it. You could even argue Obama did it. And Trump, Jesus Christ. Like I, and who knows how many... He was giving clemency to people who killed willy-nilly. I'm fucking familiar. <laughs> I know. So when you talk about censorship, when you when you look at that fucking censorship, in addition to the Trump administration, you know, taking down any information about climate science and just like getting rid of the EPA <laughs> and just like, design. oh man, and ugh, that's censorship. That's dangerous. And you just want to just say racist shit. That's all you want to do. If you want to just make trans jokes and gay jokes, go right ahead if that makes you feel better. But try holding your government accountable for once. But you're anti-elitist, you're anti-intellectual, you're anti-press. Anti-fucking everything. (laughs) You just want to give up on this fucking democracy that we've worked hundreds of years to try to perfect. Fucking mailing it in. Just because... (laughs) send it federal workers are paid seven dollars and 25 cents that is their minimum wage right not no more so they're trying to get a wage increase and people are freaking the fuck out and saying mcdonald's workers shouldn't get this they're not talking about mcdonald's workers you assholes that very state by state you're fucking morons and do your fucking homework (laughs) i'm so sick of it why are these people so uninformed because they it think that that will mind. be the next natural step. I mean, it kind of should be because nobody can fucking afford to live off of the minimum wage anymore. You can work a full-time job and still be poor. That's what people need to be upset for every about. Janitor, for every CEO, there's a janitor. Like, and you want that. You create that. If that's the balance and structure that you seek, you've given corporations all this power. And now you're pissing and moaning and burning your fucking Nikes because there's a new demographic who will spend money on shoes. <laughs> That's the, you can call it virtue signaling. You can call it all you want. Yeah. But what you failed to understand is that you've allowed corporations to run rampant. Deal with it. I'm tired about, I'm tired of talking about speech D. So now you can sit there and hope and pray that they lead you to the promised land. But I'm not willing to bet on it. We thank everybody for listening. This is an important topic. And as always, please feel free to interact with us on social media. Share your thoughts. Share your opinions. Share poignant articles. I'd be happy to share mine. 
You may find us at CTS Terry on Twitter or by searching for the Catch the Sky podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to give us a like and a share. And you may also listen to us basically anywhere that podcasts are streamed, including Facebook and YouTube. Given that we don't get canceled for anything that we said on this episode, we will be back next week. And until then, keep trying to catch the sky. 